Welcome to the underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. It's My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. Make sure you're subscribed anywhere you get podcasts and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at MLUPod. And you can now also support the show using the link in the description. It'll really help me out and My Little Underground as well because we know you love this show. That's why you listen every Saturday. And today we have Dion Lunadon to talk about his difficult decision to leave a place of very strangers after 10 long years. And he also has some incredible material on the way. He's got some incredible stuff out now that you should check out. He also has some very important advice for up-and-coming artists that I think you all should definitely pay attention to. A lot of gems on this show and so much more with Dion Lunadon on My Little Underground. Dion, my man, welcome back to My Little Underground. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know you've been very busy doing a lot of your uh, your solo stuff, um, which has been you know incredible. You know, especially uh, when will I hold you again? And listening to this song and everything you've been saying about it, it seems like it's your way of reaching out to people who are a- unable to talk to loved ones because of COVID. Is that fair? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I mean, it's hard not to write songs at the moment about what's going on. Uh, so that was a very poignant thing at the time and um it just came out and yeah it's about you kind of uh not being able to be with ones you love or even touch them in some respects <laughs> right you did this tune with uh kate clover when when did you guys record this this is pre-covid or just during everything well i recorded it uh kind of probably in it came out june 3rd i believe so I recorded it in March, May. I recorded it in May. Yep. So right in the middle of everything. Oh shit! I oh shit! Hold on. Sorry, man. This I've got this thing. Are you good? I'm just trying to work it out. Fuck. You there? Hello? Yeah. Sorry, man. Uh, did you lose me there for a second? Uh, just for a half a second, but... Uh, That's cool, it's cool. Yeah, we're back uh, now. Yeah, so yeah, I wrote it during May, just right before it came out. So like like recording during this time period, uh, I don't mm-hmm. know anybody that has their any studios open, so what did uh, you do? Did you do it from home? Did it remotely? What was the process? Uh, yeah, I have a little studio in my place, so I just, uh, I, I, I record all my own stuff here, Um uh, so I just did it here, and then I actually sent away the song for a drummer in Los Angeles. He he got a little home studio as well, and he he put some drums to it. I mean that's how I record pretty much all my songs. I I write them and record them all, and I write the drums, uh, and I program them, and then I hand them off to a drummer, and I either go into a studio when if you know if, if we are able to, or send it away for them to record over the track. How like working with with Kate Clover? Like, did she come over to your house? You did you record no. over Zoom or what? Like, what did you do? So I recorded the pretty much the whole song, and then I just kind of thought to myself, this would be really cool if it was a man and a woman singing back and forth, because um, that wasn't really the original idea. It was just like a song, I'll sing it, and you know, I'll write about COVID. But then I kind of thought, oh, this could be cool if it was yeah, like a man, a lovers almost like so. It's, 
singing back and forth to each other. And um, so I contacted Kate, and she's in Los Angeles, and she has a little recording set set up at her house as well. So she was able just to, like, I said, look, hey, just sing all the song with me, sing exactly what I'm singing. And then I just picked and, and chose, you know, what went where to make it sort of make a bit of sense. And voila. I love that, man. Like you're a very creative person. I know you always want to be busy and have your hands on something and you didn't let this get to you. You just kind of just did, okay, I'm home. Let me just do something here. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let any space or lack thereof get in the way of my creative process. And I love that. Well, no, I mean, I see it as a real um, chance to get some stuff done. I mean, when I'm not touring, I'm always recording myself in my house anyway. But with this whole thing going on, it's like, if I don't record, I'm just going to be sitting around being bummed out about quite a few things that are going on. So I've really just thrown myself, and I'm still doing it, just throwing myself fully into just writing music and recording just every day, all day long. That's just kind of what I do. And some of the proceeds of, of this song went to Campaign Zero and City Harvest NYC. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to me about these organizations and the causes that they're supporting and why they're important to you? Yeah, well, obviously, uh, Campaign Zero is uh, is a place that um, they kind of uh, educate people on police brutality, and they and not just educate people; they they more kind of try to make moves to end pre- police brutality and you know change the way things uh, in law are happening and things like that. Uh, obviously, that's something that definitely needs to be worked on. It's it's just mind blowing what's happening here at the moment, especially in the last week. You know, it's just the 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 the, uh, the, the things that happened in the last week to me are just they just um, illustrate the whole thing so clearly. You know, it's it's really it's really really disturbing. I find. And it takes a lot to disturb me. I like scary movies. I like all sorts of things. And I'm pretty tough. But that really, I don't know, just what's going on at the moment is it's disturbing. And it's time to its time to change that. It's like, I can't believe we're still living in a world that, that is, uh, yeah, that, that's like, like it is, you know. Um, hopefully things get better soon. And I'm, and I'm, I'm uh, trying to do my part to help, you know. As a musician, it's like, you know, I write songs. And that's what I do. I entertain, and I, you know, the best way I, well, one of the ways I think I can help is just by contributing, using my music to either not just bring awareness, but even just raise money to actually make a change. Um, so there's that, and then uh, City Harvest were is is another place that feed New Yorkers in need of food. With COVID going on and people having lost their jobs and things like that. Um, you know, people need to eat and City Harvest help out with that. So I thought I'd split split the two. And uh, next, I believe next Friday is going to be the last chance you can get to use When Will I Hold You Again on my band camp to uh, give donations for those two causes. How much money did you raise so far for uh, When Will I Hold You Again? A little over $2,000. That's not bad. That's yeah, I was really stoked with it. So, so stoked. Will this song be part of album two? No. <laughs> uh, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of a little bit against putting out a song and then using it for something else in some respects. 
Um, maybe, I mean, I've just, I've, it's definitely not going to be on album number two. Um, and I doubt, I doubt it'll ever be on an album, but, um, I don't know. I was thinking, I just released another song, uh, for a rough trade compilation, uh, that's raising money, uh, to get people to sort of inform them about the voting, things like that. It's called, uh, spread the vote, uh, talk minus action equals zero. It's volume two. I was on volume one and they raised like 20 grand. Uh, this one is you're specifically going, all proceeds go to an organization uh, called Spread the Vote. Um, and I've got a new song on that as well. It's brand new. I just wrote it called The City Is Ours. And it's more about the Black Lives Matter movement and um, taking back the power and, you know, uh, things like that. So yeah, I mean, those two songs could be on a on a, on a seven inch together. They'd work well, but I don't know. They're doing what they're doing at the moment for 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 a good reason. I'm going to leave it at that. And these Bandcamp exclusive songs definitely want to pick your brain on those. But first, <laughs> um, I'm going to ask some hard questions. I'm going to throw some hard questions at you. Ooh. Album two. Okay. Anything you could tell me about it? Any collaborators? Anything new you've learned as an artist from doing this? Any details oh. you can share? Yeah, well, I'm always learning as an artist. I mean, because I'm in here every day writing music, writing songs. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's the way you learn. You're always learning stuff when you're doing that. Um, so that's cool. I'm, I'm always trying to write better lyrics if I can. That's, that's a strong, that's like one of my focuses because I feel like lyrics uh, and, and singing is kind of like what really draws people in a lot. Um but yeah, album two is actually done. Um, it's it's going to come out early next year. Um, that's all actually sorted out. That's going to happen. Um, what else? What was the other part of that question? <laughs> you you answered the most important part of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that album two is done, and yeah, we're going to see part two. Um, yep. I'm very very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still going with um, the self titled route, or do you have a, a clever name for it yet? Uh, you don't have to share that now. I'm yeah, just. I don't want. That's fine. I'm not too secretive. Uh, um, no, I'm going to go with the with with my name still. I mean, I thought about using a a, a band name, um, and I even spoke to people about it, and they all thought it was yeah, it sounds like a good idea. You should do that, but I don't know. Just it's gotten to the point where I kind of like using my own name because purely because the project is a real reflection of me uh, I, I i do all the artwork i come up with the video concepts i record the music i write the music and just to slap some sort of made-up band name on it yeah it's all cool and stuff but i like the way that it's just it, it is no bullshit it's just it is who i am it's my name i'm not making up some fancy name to go with it it's it's a little bit less a little bit sort of um i don't know it is what you get kind of thing you know here i am i guess i guess i mean like as far as like an album title yeah album title yeah i do have an album title actually but i'll I'll maybe just hold on to that for the moment that's yeah (laughs) that was one of the that's a rough question i was gonna ask you i knew you were gonna hold off on that i figured i'd probably poke you a little bit yeah poke me poke away man <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's great. I'm very, very excited to hear this. And hey, the the new material you're putting out now is is is, is nothing that 
we can't wait to, you know what I mean? Like we're like, you're satisfying us now. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more to be excited about uh, down the road. So sure. city of hours from the um, Bandcamp exclusive. Yeah. Talk action zero Bandcamp compilation. This is volume two. Yeah. So yeah, this is kind of all about, you know, spreading the vote and voting rights and all that stuff. So when you're writing these songs, you have, are, are you having the intention of getting across a message that, okay, we need to get out and vote or it's just, you know, when we're listening to the song, that's the message we're pulling from it or it's up to like the listener's interpretation is what I'm saying. I mean, a lot of my songs are definitely up to, to the listener's interpretations. Um, but the, this song in particular is pretty, it's pretty straight up. It's not really, it spells it out how, you know, how I see it, I guess. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, li- I like songs that kind of are a little bit uh, trippy or like, you know, like David Bowie used to do where it's like, you know, it's kind of like some just weird sort of concepts that, you know, you can kind of pull anything you want out of it a little bit. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the City is Ours is definitely straight up about the Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> Wasn't the city of ours on the the voting rights compilation? It it is it is on the voting rights compilation. So it's not really yeah. about voting so much. It's more about the Black Lives Matter thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you did the enemy. The and enemy. That, yeah, that was yes. on the Black Lives Matter talk plus action zero comp, right? Yes, that was. Yeah. And I mean that song as well could. Didn't now that's that's an example of a song that was written before all this. Uh, was you know before March let's say and um, you know it was written about I don't know it wasn't really written about anything it just kind of came out and but that can definitely be you can you you, you could pull many many things from that song lyrically I guess many meanings and I think sonically this song is kind of different from what you would usually do because mm-hmm. you know a lot of the songs in your first album was like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And this is kind of just, you're a little subdued. You kind of just exhale a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like that direction. So yeah. how important is for you uh-huh. as an artist and all the music that you've made uh-huh. to kind of diver- diversify, you know, an entire project, not just have one kind of sound. Yeah. Not saying that you do yeah. that, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a tricky one. Because um, I know what I'm good at. And I know what I'm what uh my strengths are and 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 who i am and um you know to a certain extent i'm always finding out who i am i guess that's part of writing music for me is is like a it's a bit of a self-discovery thing but um you know i i know i'm good at writing high energy uh sort of rock and roll i guess and something like the enemy is a little bit different i do push myself in those directions and sometimes um but at the same time, I don't want to deny who I am and where I'm coming from. You know, it's, so it's a little bit tricky. It's like I, I do respect bands like Dead Moon, for example, or Motorhead or even ACDC to a certain extent that they kind of did their thing. And the Ramones, you know, they, they did their thing. They stuck to it. They didn't really change, change track. And, and I guess maybe I'm a little bit like that musically and I'm fine to be like that because I'm, uh, I'm just kind of expressing who I am and I'm not trying to be someone I'm not and trying sometimes these artists that reinvent themselves all the time I feel I feel like they're just trying too hard and just like throwing things at the wall to just see what sticks 
and gets them popular or whatever. And um, I'm not really making music to be popular. I'm writing it to sort of listen back myself and go, wow, that's really, that gets my blood moving. But in saying that, I am always trying to push myself in a little bit, you know, I'm trying to always extend my palate and, and learn new things and not just fall back on what I've done because I find if you do that, uh, it just gets boring. It just gets like, you know, you start just getting bored with it. You've got to like, you know, just keep coming up with fresh ideas as an artist. As any, any genre, music, painting, whatever you do, if you don't keep pushing your, your own limits, you're going to get bored real quick. Yeah. yeah that yeah it's definitely fair to say because you know listening going back to your, your first album like songs like hanging by a thread it's mm-hmm. very it's very simple mm-hmm. but and there's this brooding bass line and then you're just saying mm-hmm. hanging by a thread repeating the phrase mm-hmm. repeating the phrase and there's not another song on your album that that sounds like that and it's still stuck in my head three years later right, cool. so well you, you know, know what the, it's like yeah. with with songs like that each each of my songs usually starts with an idea. Like I have a list on my phone of ideas, like no matter what it may be. And that song in particular, the idea was to write that at three o'clock in the morning in my studio when I couldn't be very loud. I had to be quiet. So that's how that came out like that. And that was my idea to write something that was, I wasn't allowed to be too loud because I'd disturb my neighbors. <laughs> There you go. I love that. So let's talk about what you got coming up next. Uh, the Shrine EP that's coming out uh, 9-15, September 15th. So the the title track is the German version of How. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, it is. Did you, did you re-record these songs or did you already have two versions of these songs already lined up? Uh, with How and Shrine, I just, um, just re-recorded the vocals for that one. Um, and the the other three tracks are just uh, tracks that just have, um, that I've been recording over the last while, I guess. So, what mo- motivated you to do the song in German? <laughs> uh, well, I've I've got a very old friend uh, who lives in Switzerland. He's a Swiss guy, and he has a very small label. And it was his idea actually to to do that. Um, he's a huge fan of the re- of the first record, and um, he just said like, you know, why don't you I'd love to do a seven inch. Um, I thought of a concept of you doing one of your songs in German, kind of like what Johnny Cash or any of those artists used to do in the 60s. They used to do like German versions of their singles to sell in those markets. And so that's kind of what that idea is based around. And he chose Howl and I thought it was a good, I thought, yeah, this would, this would work well for that. I thought it was a really cool idea, so... And you know what? Since you have love for some Brazilian musicians, why not one day do a Portuguese version of Hanging by a Thread or a Spanish version of Reduction Agent? You know, why not? I think a Portuguese version of Hanging by a Thread would be great because I only have to learn four words and and I'm done, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Make it happen. Make it happen. Record Store Day. Record Store Day 2021. You got to make that happen. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about A Place Very Strangers. So, You've been there 10 years mm-hmm. and you're leaving the band. So mm-hmm. what kind of led to this decision, this ultimately difficult decision? Well, um, yeah, I mean, it was a difficult decision. I've been in the band for 10 years um, and had a lot of good times and some not so good times. Um, it's kind of all over the show. It was just time for me to, 
I couldn't be in the band any longer, to be honest. I had to leave, and um, and that was it. I mean, I'm really glad I did it. I feel like a weight's lifted off my shoulders, and I don't regret my time in the band. I had, a, you know, I did some good stuff, wrote a lot of cool songs, um, played some amazing shows, met so many cool people. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm really happy that I'm just kind of focusing on my own stuff, you know. I'm, I'm, you know, especially at this stage of my life, it's like I kind of need to do something for myself a little bit more, and and I find this a lot more satisfying for me. You know, it's it's, I guess that was a creative itch that needed to be scratched a bit more than you know, so that's that. <laughs> and you you never really got to play your 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 final two shows no. with you because of everything. Do you ever see yourself just doing one or two more shows with the band when when shows start up again? Never, no, it won't happen. No more shows with the band. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. But and by that point, your album will be out, and you're probably working about performing again. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. before when we talked, you never really wanted to do like quote unquote solo shows. Has that yeah. changed? That is kind of changing a little bit, especially now. I don't have a live outlet. It's kind of there's another itch that needs to be scratched. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm an itchy guy, you know. <laughs> Mosquitoes everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think so. Maybe, I don't know. I've still not decided about that. I like this being a recording project, getting a band together is a whole new sort of, um, killer fish. I was, I was actually, I actually had a band together right before COVID hit and I was going to play a couple of shows and the band members I picked, uh, kind of handpicked the people and it was like the perfect people for what I wanted to do with this band. Um, so it was a shame that didn't happen. So maybe, maybe some down the track. So tell me about the bond you've built over the last decade with Oliver and recently uh, Leah with the group. Cause you know, I see you guys on social media on tour, you know, all over the world and you guys seem to have this kind of chemistry and tag team packed. You know what I mean? It just seems very, uh, I, I like seeing stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff doesn't come along often. I, yeah, I felt like the three of us on stage definitely had uh, a, a kind of magic. It was three very different people yes. uh, coming from very different angles. But when it all came together, it it was cohesive and created something really, really powerful. And um, yeah, it was it was it was good to be a part of that, of that, you know, being in the in the center of that. It was quite moving at times it was quite like it felt like i was part of a fireball or something you know it's pretty cool <laughs> how do you feel that you've grown in what aspects as an artist have you grown from being with a place based strangers for 10 years uh, a lot i mean the 10 years is a long time it's like quarter of my life so it's um you know how can you not grow unless something tragically <laughs> is wrong with you <laughs> yeah. um you know, as a musician, I mean, as a person, I'd hoped, you know, in, in many different ways, I guess. Um, you know, I don't know. It's seeing all the traveling the world is like really eye opening. And, and, and it's one of my very favorite things to do. I love going to new places. I always have um, getting to meet, seeing all these different cultures, you know, makes you really appreciate the diversity on the planet, you know. It's really strange to me how some people just want to stamp out diversity and and like 
don't like other cultures or whatever i just cannot get i just did not understand that because to me it's like one of the best things about life you know it's it's really cool and um i don't know it's about halfway through the band too i stopped drinking and taking drugs so that was kind of cool as well where i don't know that was just a major change in my life i guess you know made me think about many different other aspects of life and and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I'd hope I'd, I've grown as a person in a positive way, definitely as a musician. Um, and I'm always working on both those things, you know. Yeah, get rid of the sex and drugs and just focus on the rock and roll. I guess so. I guess so, man. So what, what advice do you have for any aspiring band that wants to tour the world like you guys have done? Oh, well, my advice is... It was the same advice my parents gave me is uh it, it might sound a little bit like um what's the word for it um uh cliche or something i have a note here in my drawer that my deceased mother gave me let me let me get this out here there it is okay i still have this note she says my darling dion work hard and have faith in yourself as i do because you are the best Love you lots, mum and dad. So I think working hard is, is, is the key. Not giving up and just, you know, focusing on your dreams, focusing hard. But you've got, you've got to work hard. Most people give up on their dreams. Most 90% of people because it's too hard. They, they, they just can't be, you know, they just don't have the stamina to just like a cockroach to just live through it and just like you know just just work really hard but if you're if you're truthful to yourself you don't mind the work because it's what you love doing you know you're not there to sell records you're not there to be popular you're there because you love making music and um and everything else is just secondary and that's why i write music every single day is because i'm working hard and i'm practicing all the time and um you know that's just that's a secret work hard stay focused and believe in yourself yeah, and I think there's a reason why some people kind of give up because they probably compare themselves to other people. And now with social media, it's very easy to do that. You see other bands, they're getting reviews by Pitchfork and it might discourage an artist like, ah, what's the point? You know, yeah. I'm not getting booked here. I'm not getting booked there. Even for me, you know, I've I've reached out to artists that are on the same kind of level of notoriety as, as someone like you. And sometimes they don't answer me and that can be a little discourag discouraging, mm -hmm. but... You, you can't give up. You have to kind of like just yeah. change the road you're on. That's all. Yeah, it can be discouraging. It can be very, I mean, it's, it's super discouraging. Like 90% of the work I do gets no thanks and gets nothing happening, you know, honestly. But that's not why I do the work. And, you know, and I know that if, if I just, and I've learned from experience, if I just keep persisting and keep practicing and if, and if it's not working, look at it, maybe change the angle, whatever, then eventually stuff will happen. Um, or, you know, or at least come up with some stuff that I'm very proud of, you know? So yeah, just, it's, it's very discouraging. It's, it's, it's hard, man. Hard to stay positive about that stuff. But I feel like if you're doing it for the right reasons, then, you know, you won't be so discouraged. We just have to find our reason that's outside of fame and likes, clicks and et cetera. That, yeah. Yeah. It's got, for me, that that's no, it's just, that's not a valid reason. You know, the reason is 
it's almost a, it's it's a spiritual reason almost you know what mm. I mean you know it's more of a deep thing yeah so what about some music industry tips for some young musicians like dealing with labels etc <laughs> God I'm terrible at, at that kind of thing I mean it's really hard as a musician or an artist. I mean, depending on who you are, I know artists that are really good at networking and getting themselves out there and things like that, um, and and sort of like talking themselves up. I'm terrible at it. I, I feel very uncomfortable doing that kind of thing. Um, but I do feel all you need is one person, like one person that has a bit of pull or influence that 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 believes in you as much as you believe in yourself. If you're not very good at like marketing or whatever, you just need to find that one person that can really help out um, with that kind of thing. And I, I actually recently found that person uh, for my to get out my second record, and that was very very helpful. And I and, and I and I was saying that to my wife, and uh, you know, for half a year, I just got to find that person, and I did, and it was it really changed the whole direction of of kind of what's going to happen in the future, I think. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would say also net, just networking and just being a good person and, you know, being able to listen to people, being able to talk to people, getting out there amongst it, you know, uh, talking to fellow bands, um, talking to, you know, you know, just getting out there and hanging out with people and meeting people is a huge thing. Yeah, well said, because I, I must say, like, I'm not the best at networking. Like, I've been in certain rooms where the right people were there, quote unquote. But yeah. how do you really maneuver that? You know, yeah. it's very difficult. You know, you just, I, I can't do it. I, I, it makes me feel super uncomfortable. It because, is very uncomfortable. Because I always feel like I'm, okay, this person can do this, you know, can maybe help me out here. And then I always, and, and, and there's, a, there's an agenda there. I have an agenda with this person. And it's all to help me for my stuff. It just seems so... I don't know, gross or something. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. You're absolutely right. And but it, doesn't have, I, it doesn't have to be like that, you know. Yeah. If you form honest, I think that's part of the secret is to form honest, real relationships with these people. And it doesn't, you know, it shouldn't be about that stuff. That stuff can be secondary, you know what I mean? It's just, you know. Absolutely. I think, for, I know the type of person I am. I ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want anything from anyone. I just, give me the information that can help me get to where I need to go. And that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So the new EP mm -hmm. is Shrine out September 15th. Yep. Anything else you want to add, Dion? Any any place that people can follow you, reach out to you, buy your records, anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, uh, when does this go to ear, you think? Oh, um, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would say, yeah, uh, you know, go, go check out that... Uh, uh, spread the vote talk one is action equals zero volume two uh, uh, by rough trade there's 59 songs on it you can pay as low as two dollars for it if you want or up to whatever you want um, but it's it's a real good cause I mean getting people to vote now is important um, uh, with the EP uh, yeah it comes out September 15th unfortunately at the moment I sold all my copies out but uh, look at you yeah it's it's, it's good but um, you can get it in Europe through a site called Flight 13. Unfortunately, they don't ship to the US. But uh, I mean, if, if you have a friend in Europe, you could get it shipped to them and they could ship it to you. 
So there's one way around that. And I'm trying to sort out some stuff here, but it's it's hard with these small small labels and with the COVID and like with expensive shipping costs and all that kind of thing. It's it's a bit of a nightmare to work out that kind of thing. But yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, Dion has an album out and yep. it's great. I do, yeah. It's still there. You know, you can listen to that too while you <laughs> wait for the new stuff. Yeah, you can get that. You can get that on my Bandcamp if you're interested. Where can people? What's your uh, Instagram handle? Uh, Dion Lunadon is my Instagram handle. That's it. There we go. Yep. All right, Dion. Thank you so much for talking with me again. Cool. Thanks for having me. (laughs) 